Good morning. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 9 to 22. We're at the end of 2 Timothy. An apostle Paul was facing death in the prison. Pretty much alone, winter is coming, doesn't have much time left, and he asked Timothy to come to him soon. So I want to focus on some of the characters that he mentioned here. Verse 10, Demas. Demas deserted him. Deserted means abandoned, a description of relational betrayal, breaking commitment. It must have been painful for Apostle Paul. And what happened to Demas? He was once a fellow disciple, follower of Christ, and close co-worker in the Lord, mentioned in Colossians chapter 4 and in the book of Titus. He was in love with his present world. And where does the love of the present world lead us? 1 John 2, 15-17 says, If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. James chapter 4, 4, it says, Friendship with the world is enmity with God. So eventually, the love of the world steals your heart, pushes out love for God and for his people and for the gospel. Because in order to fulfill your desires, you can no longer obey or follow Jesus. And therefore, you choose to not suffer for the gospel. So loving things of this world is not a harmless or a minor indulgence. It has the potential to take over the affection of your heart and lead you to disobey, abandon, and leave your face. So oftentimes, it's love of love for the things of the world, small luxuries, upgrading lifestyle, getting used to better things for ourselves and our families that we suddenly find hard to let go, to follow Jesus into, the, into suffering and shame. And verse 11, it says, Luke alone is with me. Luke was not ashamed to suffer with Apostle Paul, to share in his chains and be humiliated with him and remain with him. He was a loyal, faithful friend to care of Paul and his needs. It's the opposite of Demas who left for the world. He kept to loving God and loving God's people and touching. It's very touching, admirable, um, hard to find. And people of the world respect such loyalty and faithfulness. And often when you see that, you can see that there is something different about God's people. And Mark, verse 11, and there is, he said, get Mark, bring him with you for he's very useful to me for ministry. So who was Mark? He was also called John and appeared in Acts chapter 13 and Acts 15. This John Mark deserted Paul and a deserted Paul and Barnabas during their um, missionary journey. Sounds like Demas in a way. He rejoined later. We don't know what happened in between, but in verse 12 here, Paul asks for him by name in his last days because Mark is very useful to him now. He was a former betrayer and deserter, turned, to, turned out to be a very useful, dear fellow co-worker in Christ, who would eventually go on to write the Gospel of Mark. A remarkable transformation, a redeemed, restored life in Christ. And that shows the power of the Gospel and bring how and it just really brings hope for each person, for each of us. And I think verse 14, he talks about Alexander the coppersmith, greatly opposed the message and gr brought great harm to Paul's ministry. So it's not a relational betrayal like Demas, um, but outright hostility toward the message. And Apostle Paul chose to leave it to the Lord to avenge him and not take matters into his own hands or sought revenge or paying back because he was confident in the Lord. 
uh, Apostle Paul was able to move on and not dwell in it and not be stuck by it. So whatever the situation, um, verse 17, Apostle Paul experienced the Lord standing by him and strengthening him. So no matter what others did or did not do, no matter who surrounded him or not, Apostle Paul knew that the Lord stood by him. So I was reflecting on how God leads us through our lives in this way. He leads, he gives us people to do life together. That's true. But sometimes those people are no longer around like Lemus, as sad and heartbreaking as it is. And sometimes there are those who outright oppose our work. As Pastor Ed mentioned in MBS about people out there who criticize our efforts for church plant and our ministry. And at the same time, God also has given us people like Apostle Paul to look who we, we can look to, who suffer for the gospel, are heroes of faith, of the past as well as current, like Mike and Cindy, that we can remain loyal to, that we can be like Luke and Timothy, being faithful and sharing in the suffering. And most of all, I'm so encouraged by Mark, a former deserter, coward, who ran from the demands of discipleship, but later rejoined God's work by his by the grace of God and his forgiveness, as well as grace and forgiveness of God's people, and was welcomed back and fully joined in God's work. So here's Apostle Paul who followed Jesus, regardless of who else joined him, who else was there or not. And what was that purpose for? For the message, that the message might be fully proclaimed. The message of gospel is this worth it this good, this precious. And um, so verse 18, he also had absolute confidence that the Lord will rescue him from every evil deed and bring him safely into his heavenly kingdom. The ESV study Bible says an assurance, it's an assurance of ultimate well-being, not an assurance of release from his present danger. Paul entirely expects execution, which, and even the, but even through death, God will bring him safely into his heavenly kingdom. So that's the assurance we have, and that's the assurance we can hold on to as we go through this life.